This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, we get a look at how the impeachment hearings are affecting the federal workforce. VA assures lawmakers it will be ready to launch its electronic health record next spring. And a concerning allegation from a whistleblower at the FAA. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Many federal employees say the impeachment hearings have had no impact on their job. A Federal News Network survey does say, however, that more than half are following the hearings to some degree during their workday. Also, 73% are at least a little concerned Congress won't pass a full-year budget, and about 70% are worried the hearings could prompt a government shutdown. Over half of the House of Representatives is urging the Environmental Protection Agency to return to the collective bargaining table with the American Federation of Government Employees. 228 members tell EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler they have serious concerns about EPA's decision to implement proposals the union did not agree to. Their concerns echo similar ones that a group of 41 senators voiced to the EPA Administrator last month. One senator is making a push to help protect federal employees' credit scores during future government shutdowns. Senator Chris Van Hollen's bill would require financial regulators to urge financial institutions to work with customers who are affected by government shutdowns. He says it took too long for financial guidance to go out during the last shutdown. Virginia Democrat Jennifer Wexton introduced a House companion bill earlier this fall, a bill which unanimously passed the House. Federal agencies are getting better at making their website language easier for the public to understand, but improvement is still needed. The Center for Plain Language released its annual federal report card to judge compliance with the Plain Writing Act. 21 agencies were graded for writing and organizational compliance. The judges say VA's suicide prevention page received high marks, but housing and urban development's rental assistance page needs some work. GSA's transition to its new Procurement Opportunities website seems to be out of the woods. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. GSA says it has overcome many of its initial problems when it moved FedBizOps to beta.sam.gov. Judith Zawoski, GSA's Assistant Commissioner in the Office of Systems Management, says a surge team of engineers addressed code and other problems that initially slowed the site down. Zawoski says GSA's Federal Service Desk received less than 250 calls despite initial concerns over the transition. She says GSA has an agile team of contractors and feds working on two-week sprints to add more capabilities to the site. I'm Jason Miller. Veterans Affairs insists it will be ready to launch the new electronic health record at its initial go-live site in March. The VA Medical Center in Spokane, Washington, says it needs additional staff to help with anticipated loss of production from the launch. Members of Congress say they're cautiously optimistic things will go well, but they're concerned VA and the Pentagon still have not established a joint governance structure and appointed permanent leadership to guide electronic modernization efforts. HUD has paid back more than a million dollars to the Technology Modernization Fund after the agency was loaned $20 million to move some of its legacy IT to the cloud. It stands out as the first agency to pay back the TMF. The agency paid part of the loan back using cost savings from a project to move five of its business systems from a legacy data center mainframe to the cloud. HUD expects to save up to $8 million annually once the project is complete. 
Two new deputy chief technology officers have joined the Trump administration. CTO Michael Kratzios has named Winter Casey and Lynn Parker to the roles. Casey had served as the Office of Science and Technology Policy's Assistant Director for International Affairs and as a Senior Advisor for Technology Policy. Parker previously held the role of OSTP's Assistant Director for Artificial Intelligence. We'll soon know which agency will be leading federal IT supply chain information sharing efforts. Federal Chief Information Security Officer Grant Schneider says the Office of Management and Budget is honing in on how it collects and shares supply chain threat information. OMB is also considering if shared services could be used to help smaller agencies fight supply chain threats. This is part of the administration's implementation of the Secure Technology Act. A whistleblower says the FAA has boosted the chances of a mid-air collision over Florida. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. As if the Boeing 737 fiasco wasn't enough, now the FAA is dealing with a whistleblower who says non-compliance with standard air traffic control procedures causes danger. The Office of Special Counsel reports local FAA managers in Jacksonville reacted by changing the procedures instead of getting the controllers to comply. A headquarters investigation confirmed the dangerous situation, but the special counsel says the high-risk procedure remains in place. It's notified Congress. I'm Tom Temin. Carolyn Maloney is the new chairwoman of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. She replaces Congressman Elijah Cummings, who passed away earlier this month. Maloney has served in the House since 1992. She also serves as the chairwoman of the Financial Services Subcommittee on Investor Protection, Entrepreneurship, and Capital Markets. Members of the Senate Armed Services Committee want an investigation into possible fraud by a military real estate provider. They want the Air Force to look into allegations of Balfour Beatty communities falsifying maintenance records to get bonuses. Balfour Beatty manages privatized military housing on some bases. New reports from Reuters and CBS News says Joint Base San Antonio Lackland is the latest military installation to see doctored records by Balfour Beatty. Senators Jim Inhofe and Jack Reed say if the company does not clean up its act, they will find one to replace it. The Defense Department is years away from passing its first financial audit, but the Pentagon says the audit process itself is saving hundreds of millions of dollars already. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. DOD has spent a billion dollars on the audit in each of the last two years and can't say when it will finally earn a clean opinion. But Deputy Defense Secretary David Norquist says the process has forced the department to clean up its data, scrub its property books, and examine its business processes. He says the Defense Finance Accounting Service alone will save about $400 million a year just by spending less time correcting errors in DOD's financial transactions. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A new plan from the Navy to help integrate its systems. William Bray, a top Navy research official, says the branch will release a digital blueprint to help instill standards for data and its transmission. It will help the Navy use the data to take advantage of new technologies and create better communication. And DOD awards nearly $50 million to 172 universities under the Defense University Research Program for 2020. The program helps the schools with updating their scientific equipment. Among the award winners, the University of Michigan for Robotics Research and the University of Maryland for Directional Ultra-Broadband Infrared Radiation Studies. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. (music) 